Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we will give you some score updates thanks to Bing Lee when play gets underway. So... Uh, half an hour will be the start. Women's Legends doubles will be first up on Centre Court. Men's Legends doubles over there on Margaret Court Arena. The Aussies who will feature in those first matches, well, it's the Scud himself, Mark Philippousis, pairing up with Marcos Bagdadis. Not before 2.30 Eastern Daylight. Saving time this afternoon will be the men's doubles semifinals. So Rinki Hijikata and Jason Kubler in action. Uh, both wildcards throughout this tournament. So they're taking on the eighth seeds, Granolas and Zabalos in the semifinals and trying to replicate what the special K's did uh, this time last year. And then the women's semis tonight, not before 7.30 down there, Rybakina, Elena Rybakina and Victoria Azarenka uh, will be first up and then Magda Lynette against Irina Sabalenka second up. So we will know our women's finalists when we regroup tomorrow morning. A shout-out for the favourite non-Aussie Aussie, of Don Lane, um, which, uh, Brooksy, you raised as well. Um, Isha Gua, a pommy favourite. Oh, yeah. Yes, there's one from Harry. I'll tell you who else. My man is on screen right now for nine, Jim Courier. He's turning into Aussie Jim. And comedians are one that sort of come to our shores. Yeah. They make people laugh and then they generally stay because they come from, you know, places that they get jealous and they go, look at the beaches here. The people are fun. It's a great time. Ross Noble, Arj Barker. We mentioned Ugly Dave Gray. Don Lane. He was coaching a school down at North Sydney, their basketball team, when I was younger. Wow. And so, like, they just set up shop here. Yeah. Jamoan. There's a lot of comedians. I'll tell you, here's one that just came to mind, and I can't believe it's taken me this long. Barry Sheen. The great bats. I mean, came out here. Um, the reasons behind why he ended up coming to Australia was the, the fact that it's warm. And you know who told him? His best mate, George Harrison. <laughs> so George Harrison had a place out there up at uh, up in Queensland off the Sundays and said off Hamilton Island and said, you, you've got to come out here. So at the time, Baz was full of full of metal from, his, from all these accidents and everything that had been replaced. They ended up putting titanium in there, but... He really struggled in the cold, yeah, and that's why he ended up coming out here and ended up becoming one of our most loved commentators, obviously, and one of the great characters and one of the all-time great blokes. And I reckon Jim, I mean, Jim won the Oz Open twice. He won the French as well. Interestingly enough, that 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 bizarre situation where you've got a player who's good enough to win his home Grand Slam event, but can't get it done at home but goes off and wins the French twice. So on clay comes here and wins the Oz twice. You know, he can do it elsewhere. And a lot of the Formula One drivers will say that as well. It's so hard for Mark Webber, for instance, couldn't win the Australian Formula One Grand Prix, but won the British Grand Prix. Jensen Button couldn't win the British Grand Prix, but won the Australian Grand Prix. It's a very different scenario for these guys, but no doubt my man JC, Jimmy Courier, is a favourite non-Aussie Aussie. Um, Brooksy, what's happening with your Dragons? I mean, we know the news around Cody Ramsey, and that's 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 really sad, and and that's just a very it's a very different thing. It's a it's a, a medical situation that that he needs time to recover from, and is going to go through a fair bit of um, surgery and more work across the course of the year. So you you can't 
uh, you can't bank on any of that kind of stuff happening. They're the rarities that are going to come out at you. So that that's that's not the Dragons' fault. It's not Anthony Griffin's fault, but it does leave a hole at the back. And but they've got Tyrell Sloan, Maddie. Yeah. And this is a player that they saw was going to be the future at fullback in 2022 at the start of the year. He had his troubles on the field. He got dropped. He came in and out of NRL and went back to New South Wales Cup. And Cody Ramsey was given the um, the number one jersey and did quite well at the back. So Tyrell Sloan had to fight for his position. They, there was talk of him potentially leaving, getting an early release from the Dragons because he wanted to play number one. This is given through an, through an unfortunate circumstance. It's given Sloan a chance to play number one this year. And this is this is going to be a defining year for him in the Red V. He can own that number one going forward. He's been given an opportunity. It looks like he'll be he'll be there during the trials. But yeah, unfortunate circumstances can lead to hopefully him cementing his spot in the Red V going forward. The recruitment has been pretty tepid. Like they've only they've lost a lot of forwards. So let's go through some of the list of the forwards that they've lost. Matty Jackson Ford's gone to the Warriors. George Burgess has retired. Andrew McCulloch retired. Tarek Sims has gone to the Storm. And Josh Maguire's gone over to England. So not so much their starting pack, but a lot of depth there has gone. And they've recruited Jane, uh, Zane Musgrove and Jacob Little from the Tigers. And Bert, Ben Murdoch-Masilla, yep. former Tiger that was at the Warriors that did really well in the Super League, came back for a season, didn't really work out the Warriors. So Hooks signed him for a bit of depth. I don't think they've really covered externally what they've lost over the last year in terms of that forward pack. So there's got to be a lot of improvement internally. Blake Laurie signed long-term. He's played over 100 games for the Dragons. Dupto Jr., he needs to really step up. We've mentioned Tyrell Sloan. Sloan needs to step up. Benny Hunt was carrying the team last year. Nearly won the Dally M for a team that didn't make the finals. Just shows you, like, when they won, he was the catalyst for getting the points. So does he carry them again this year? He's I mean, he, he's going to lead them again this year. He, everything has to go yeah. towards Ben Hunt. But it's a big ask. He, look what happened, you know, like you say, last year. I mean, he, he got him to places that they probably shouldn't have ended up being. But can you ask that of somebody year after year after year without the support around him? And Dragons fans can back me here. So the year that the Dragons, made, they were within a field goal of going to um, week three of the finals. They rolled the Broncos up in Brisbane and then had this game against Souths where they nearly rolled Souths and it was coming from eighth position. That off-season, Jack DeBellin, things off the field happened and it totally derailed the Dragons. Last year, we saw Talatau Amon step up and you see the future of him and Ben Hunt in the halves. Jaden Sullivan was sort of going, oh, I might have to go to the Bulldogs because I'm not going to get uh, their mates, Amon, Sloan, Sullivan. They played together in SG ball for Illawarra, won the SG ball. Unfortunately now, Talatau Amon has had this incident off the field that has now derailed a bit of mm. confidence and, and, and looking ahead and going, you know what, we've got a halves combination here that can, might make the eight. Unfortunately, that's not happening now. And Jaden Sullivan's going to potentially have to fill in or Moses Embi, someone that they've got for depth. The Dragons have really shot themselves in the foot over the last five years. And what they've had this young core just come through. And unfortunately, they haven't been able to see it all put together and, and come together. And this is going to be a very interesting re- year for, um, for the young guys and Hook, who has invested a lot in terms of external recruitment over the last two years. 
it's funny, isn't it? Because I guess, are. yeah, exactly. And and whilst your your number one focus is on what's happening on the field and your recruitment, the players that you've got, the fact is that history shows, as you as you've just mentioned, for various reasons, what's been happening off the field has had a major impact there. So I, I'm I'm sort of interested. The the psychological side of me goes well. Okay, if that's you know that something's going to come out of the box, right? Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, whether it's a, it's because of a player's actions or a group's actions, yep. or it's just a a medical problem that you've got, you know that something's going to come out of the box. They're the unknowns, but it appears to me that though they're the kind of things that they have to get a handle on just as much as they have to get a handle on what's happening on the field, exactly, and the team that they've got. So where are they? Are they where, – where do you have them sitting at the moment, especially off the back of the news of Cody Ramsey? Oh, how can you tell? Like, this is this is the thing. You've got to compare – we spoke to Jason Demetriou. He said this top eight looks like they're going to be stronger, and he identified three teams that could give it a really good shake in terms of the Bulldogs, the Tigers, and the Titans. You've got the Dragons here that aren't really showing that, like, un- through unfortunate circumstances on and off the field. I don't know where they sit. They could be last. They could be in the eight. I'm leaning towards probably dropping down the table, unfortunately. But if everyone, this is the this is the thing for their success. Everyone has to step up. Like everyone, it can't be just Ben Hunt. It needs to be everyone. The sign, like Jaden Sewer, Jack Bird's been a great signing for them in terms of how much they're paying him and what he's been able to do in terms of filling positions throughout the, the team. I, I, it'd be quicker to say how many positions he hasn't played than what he yeah. has played for the Dragons in his time back in the Red V. But I, I, I don't think it's going to be a good season, but I'm happy to be proven wrong. Well, footy fans and Dragons fans in particular, let us know. What is the key then to the Dragons getting on, back on track in 2023? Is it, a, is it a player? Is it a person? Is it a collective? Is it a mindset? What do you think is the key for the Dragons to get their campaign back on track, to get themselves back in contention for the eight, to remove the question that you've got, the I don't know question? I mean, I don't know where they sit. And you're a fan of the club. You, you want to see them go up, but you don't know whether they're going to be at the bottom end of the top eight, the bottom end of the table. So how do you remove that question? What do you think is the key to success for the Dragons this year? 0457 736 736 on the text line or one 1170 on our open line.